Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we talk about the market conditions and things that are going on. And, you know, I started this in 2020 because market conditions are everything. Understanding what's going on in the market. Your clients are depending on us to make decisions and pricing uh, homes uh, based on what's happening in the market today. So I started Coffee with Casey to stay up to date on the market on a weekly basis. So let's talk about the market update. You'll read something in the newspaper about how the market is doing. That's on information that settled 30 days ago on contracts that were written 90 days ago on decisions that were made 120 days ago, right? That is too late. I mean, things are happening fast and markets change and buyer's markets come and seller's markets come. So we really need to analyze the markets as what is the success rate in the market? So let me explain what the success rate in the market is. Let's just say that we put 10 houses on the market. How many of those achieve success? And success is, and we had a whole series on this, selling the home in the first 96 hours, because that's when there's multiple contracts, highest prices, no contingencies. That's when you get multiple contracts, backup contracts. That is the goal. So the goal or the success is selling a house, putting it under pending in less than seven days, right? So if 10 houses go on the market, how many of them achieve that goal, right? So we're going to look at it. And I look at this every, every week. In fact, I just sat down with a predictive analysis with a seller and said, eh, you know, our numbers are eh. And then we looked at the market and went, oh my gosh, we do not have, we do not have any choice. We must, we must move to a certain point. So by doing that, that seller will be one of the 10 that sell. And that's what it is. Currently, only one out of 10 homes are succeeding in selling a home and putting it under contract. I'm going to show you that right now. Now, each market may be different, but that's about what it is. One in 10. So, so the success rate is how many homes go pending. Really, how many homes go pending less than seven days, because that's when you get the multiple contracts, versus how many homes are active, active with a contingency, right, and withdrawn. One out of 10. That's your number. So when we talk about market conditions, and again, I don't think there's anybody better at analyzing markets than Donnie Sampson. So Donnie Sampson will come in here, and he'll give us statistics that he pulls. And Donnie is a bona fide genius, okay? So he's got, he thinks on a different level than a lot of people, as we've all seen. But see, even Donnie has to satisfy 5,800 realtors, right, in thousands of markets. So he, even Donnie has to give general descriptions and general um, statistics as to how the whole market is doing. We as realtors need to know how's the market doing within a two-mile radius between 800,000 and a million of the house I'm getting ready to put on the market. In other words, I need to dissect every single market, and I need to do it like that. If I'm going to tell that seller where the prices are going to be, we need to know what the market is and what the, what the success rate of the current market is. So, Justin, let's go ahead and hit the first, first slide. Let me show you. Can you whip through that? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the uh, – I'll go back to that, but I'm looking for the success rate of all of them. So just go down another slide and another slide and another slide. Okay, that's, that's the success rate, folks. So in Arlington right now, 19% of the homes are achieving that. 
in McLean. 18% are achieving it. And you can see along the way, in Willisford, not one house went pending out of whatever it was, 10. Um, Aldi. Uh, look at Centerville. So, now, on the far right, we focus on that first 96 hours. It just so happens that number is the same. But 96% of our listings are selling in that first 96, you know, in that first week without a contingency. So, but that's how the rest of the market is doing. And it's because, you know, maybe they're not analyzing the market. Maybe they're not getting the right price on. Maybe they're not doing predictive analysis. I can tell you a lot of agents come to me and they say, can you help me? It's 30 to 60 days downrange. Did you do a predictive analysis before you launched this house? Once we get to 30 to 60 days, it's a dogfight. We failed. We need to make sure that we do a preemptive strike, that we are doing a predictive analysis, that when we launch, we have a 90%. Oh, you got that? Okay, thank you. So we've got a 90 90, 95% chance that that listing is going to be the one out of 10 that goes under contract. But if you look at this, I mean, you know, in South Riding, maybe it's one out of five because they only have four houses and one of them did achieve that goal. But what I want to do is I want to go back and I want to look at, whoa, 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 dog, sorry about that. Did I screw that up, Justin? That's what happens when you give a football coach a thing. I, all right, thank you. Now I'm going to show you how we analyze an individual market. We're going to go to Ashburn first. I think that's the first one up. Now, all of these charts are at caseysampson.com. You can go to Market Snapshot, and every week I put up what is the success rate of these houses. All right. So here's what Ashburn looks like. And you can see in here, and I'm going to walk a little bit closer because I need to see these numbers. So you can see that one of them is pending. All right. You see on the left-hand side, see all those? That pending house went under contract in five days. That's a success. But I've got one, two, three that withdrew. I have one, two, three, four that are actively on the market. So that's one out of five, right? One out of eight, really, if you see all the ones that fell off the market. So look at the days on market of the actives and under contracts, 25, 15, 125, 38, 32. These are all failures. These are all failures. They went on the market. They didn't go under contract in the first five days. So I've got one of all those houses on there that went under contract in five days. So if I look, I guess I could have done this and looked a little closer at this group. But this, this is a breakdown, and you can see the status on the left, the days on market, age of the house, size of the house, address, lot. So you can see if you're following a house in your market and you're following this market, if I'm an Ashburn realtor, I need to know what all these people are doing. Because if I'm listing a home in Ashburn, I need to know what the success rate is. Look, they've got one, two, three, four, five. They have five homes coming soon. So is that important if I'm launching a listing in Ashburn? You bet your ass it is. So not only is it a 13% success rate, but I've got five new listings coming on. So if I'm stuck between 900 and 850, where am I going to launch that listing? 850, right? If you launch at 900, and that's fine. If you want to go 900, if you think that's what it's worth, and you put on 900, that's fine. Put that on coming soon. Do that for seven days, 
and see if the market is out there. I just tried 950. There's no market out there for that seller. We had to go to 899, and we'll launch 899, and we will get multiple contracts. Our average is about 52. Well, our average is 93,000, but I don't think in this market we're going to get that. Our average is once we drop a house 50,000, that we get $93,000 above list price with multiple contracts. Now, again, markets are changing. There's 13% success rates. Maybe we only get 950 instead of, you know, 980 or 990. But what I'm saying is that before we launch a listing, that seller's got to look at this and they've got to know, you know. Now, let me say another thing about this. And, and this is very important. <clears throat> we had a house that uh, one of the people on our team, Ferris Ways, was going to list. And, and we had it at, at $1.2 million. That's what we think you need to test. $1.2 million to make sure the market is there. A neighbor sold for $1.3 million. The neighbor was bigger. The neighbor's assessed for more. Blah, 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 blah. But the neighbor sold. He said, if Jimmy's getting 1.3, I should be close to that. That is, and this is what everybody needs to be aware of. That is what's called an anomaly. For some reason, for whatever reason, 10 houses go on. That is way out of character with the rest of the market. Maybe it was perfect time, perfect place. Somebody was looking at that house. They knew him. Something happened. But that anomaly threw everything off, and it made the seller think, hey, maybe we're not 1.2. Let's go off at 1.25. Let's move up because of the neighbor. That was an anomaly. Everybody else was selling. Everybody at 108 to 109% in Willisford, except for that house, 120. Well, let's go for 120. Wrong. That was an anomaly. It's hard to convince a seller that a house is an anomaly, but it is. And this is what proves it. If you look up here and you can see that chart, if the average of the solds, five, is 114, and the average of the under contract is 113, is there any reason why you'd want to put the house on the market for 120 or 125%? And let's say there is an anomaly. Let's say there is one house in here. The 1.3 shows up. Wow, the 1.3 is at 124. Well, wait a minute. That's an anomaly. Everybody else is at 113. Let's not get thrown off by an anomaly. By somebody, they go, hey, I saw, we've all heard this. Well, that house over there sold for this. That is an anomaly. It is not characteristic of the rest of the market. So when we talk about market conditions, you have to look at what's the success rate in your market, right? This is Vienna. So we're getting ready to launch into this market right here. Now, Donnie, who just walked in the room, is famous for going, yeah, but you got Vienna. Vienna is different. Vienna is bullshit. <laughs> he always says that. It's like, oh, it's easy in Vienna. Anybody can do it in Vienna. I mean, come on, it's Vienna. That's bunk. 11% of the homes in Vienna had a successful launch. In the last seven days, if you look at what's going on right now, I see... Two coming soon. I see one, two, three, four, five, six. Six actives, four actives with contingencies. What does that mean? They failed, right? They put on the market. They had to accept the contract. Look, one of them is 282 days. One of them is 37. One of them is 34. Do you honestly think they're going to get a contract without contingencies? Of course not. Those are failures. So I'm not marking those as successes. Those are failures. Now look at the pendings. One pending is 25 days, and one pending is 34 days. Are those two successes? Well, because they're pending, I'm putting them down as a success. 
And if I didn't put them in success, guess what the number would be at the success rate? Zero. Zero. So if you look at this list, look at how many uh, withdrew. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six homes withdrew. Two homes went pending. They went pending at 25 and 32 days, which we all know is a failure because if that happens, then you got some serious issues in pricing and, you know, contingencies and all the rest of that. So really the success rate in Vienna at this time is zero. And with all the confidence in the world, I looked that seller in the eye today and I said, we're going off. We're going to, if we move to that price, we're going to get contracts. We're going to sell this damn house. We're not going to have contingencies, you know? So when we talk about market conditions, I could tell you that being able to analyze a certain section of the market is critical to listing a house and getting it sold in the first 96 days. That's what you got. And again, I think in the Vienna, when I say 11%, I think I'm being very generous, saying counting those two that went under contract in 25 and 35 days, I think they, uh, I think that number should be zero. And in fact, probably in weeks come in the coming weeks, I'm going to start eliminating all pendings that took 30 days to get under contract because that is not indicative of a success rate. A success rate is get the house on the market, get under contract, no contingencies, and do it within the first week when you have multiple contracts. Can you do it in this market? We're going to do it this weekend. We did it last weekend. We did the before the weekend before. So I guess the key is, um, hmm, this is no place for um, hmm, overpricing. It's no place for sellers trying to say, well, Jimmy got, that's a whole new world, man. A whole new world. And that could be an anomaly. Now, what happened to the house that Ferris fought and fought and fought and you know, got it at 1.25 and it didn't test well and we can't drop because they got this. So finally, after 30 days, the house is going to drop to 1.2. The strategy is once you've been 30 days, market's already, so now we got to move, right? Take it temporarily off on a Monday. Why? That shakes people up. If they're watching the house, they're like calling you, right? They're calling you. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Right? So what we're trying to do on temp off is we're trying to shake up the market. It worked. Somebody's bringing in a contract. Now, they better not bring it in for 1.2 because the reason I'm dropping it to 1.2 is to get multiple contracts and get that thing bid up. It's really worth 1.5. And you know what I'm using? The anomaly. I'm like, if that house is worth 1.3, we're worth 1.275. So I'm talking to my seller and we're realizing it's an anomaly. It's going to help us, but it's, it could hurt us because it's going to mislead us into overpricing the home and doing something wrong. Does everybody make sense? And, and I will tell you that you need to learn the word anomaly, right? It's an anomaly. So, so here we go. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get our group, certainly my clients, we need to maintain 90 to 95%. And let me tell you, let me, let me be clear on this. Who's selling houses right now? People that want to sell them or people that need to sell them? Only needs, right? 
Nobody, nobody wants to because they don't want to move up, although I'm going to talk about that opportunity here in a minute. So if I have somebody who's, um, you know, in the hospital or died and, you know, it's death, divorce, and downsizing is why people are doing this. In desperation, they've lost their job. It's going to foreclosure, right? So let's think about this. You've got 10 people that really need to sell their house, and our success rate is 10%. What happened to the nine? Well, that's the second part of the class, opportunity, right? It's time for opportunities. All right. So if you want to stay up to date on your market, you can, you can do it at caseysampson.com. Just click on it. It'll have Ashburn and all those. And I'm going to update these on Thursday mornings before, the sh- before I do the show. And I'm going to do that because that gives us a full seven-day cycle where houses can list on Thursday, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens by Thursday. Let's see how many of you are success. But I will tell you that making sure that your sellers and buyers understand what a success is and what the success rate is in your particular market is critical. We, we launch houses every week. And without this as a tool, I'm telling you, I'm going blind. Well, Jimmy got that, well, you know. Kind of says 1.2, maybe, you know, we're at 10%. We'll test 1.2. We'll see if there's anyone out there. And if not, we're going to 115. Julie knows it every day. Every week we launch listings. And I would say that probably um, 60 or 70% of our listings, we do a predictive analysis and we, we say we're at the wrong number. Now, let me tell you something. There's one thing to know it. We all know it, right? We all know we're, the house is overvalued. Anybody can know it, but it's convincing the seller. It's talking to the seller and making the seller understand that we do not have enough favorites. We do not have a big enough buyer pool. We do not have enough people coming to see the house. We cannot generate multiple contracts if only two people are coming to see the house. We are at the wrong number. Is that a tough conversation? Yes. I lost my voice this morning just trying to, but I know that they need to sell this house. And should you go off at the wrong number, you're looking at 30 to 60 day cycles and you're going to get smashed. Remember, you're either driving the bus or you're hitting by the bus. The last thing I need with a family in trouble is have them hit by the bus. So did I want to, did I want to um, not have the meeting this morning? Just say, man, let's just launch it. That What the hell? No, but they needed to hear that. And yes, the first uh, five to 10 minutes is difficult, right? But I'm sorry. that Look, look. there's either right or there's wrong. And if you just say, this is what's right, this is what we're going to do, then I know it's a tough pill, but you know it's also a tough pill? Trying to talk to them for 30, 60, 90 days while their house isn't selling. And the agents come to me, and I know I get involved. I'm trying to help them out, but man, you're in the toilet bowl. I mean, we're in a downward death spiral. So, so... Understanding market conditions, doing predictive analysis is it. Okay, let's talk about opportunities. Yeah. And, and let me tell you why. He says, well, you're the expert, right? And you did it. And if 96% of your houses do that, I have the confidence to do what you tell me to do. Got it. You know, I don't, I, look, I don't ask for respect from the sellers. I have to earn the respect. They don't know who I am. I have to earn it every time we go in there. 
and you have to earn their respect. And they need to respect that you know what you're talking about and you're doing what's right. And there is $100,000 at stake. If you look at this chart, you look at the charts I run on my site, you'll see um, what they sold a perc- over uh, assessment. Some are 50000 some are 150000 some are 200000 right? Somebody did it right. Somebody did it wrong. The difference between getting a low number and a high number is somewhere in the 10 to 12% range. So if I'm listing a $1.5 million house, right, I've got at least $150,000 to $200,000 at stake. That's the difference between doing it right and doing it wrong. Okay? Let's talk about opportunities. So um, in the spring, if 90% of the homes are going under contract with multiple contracts, does your buyer have an opportunity to buy a house at a reasonable price? No. Can they move up if they want to? No. They couldn't. They put in six, seven contracts. They couldn't get them. They were overpaying. Everybody was bidding $200,000 over. So moving up, really, you want to, you need to, you've got two more kids. It's like, we're busting out of this. We got to get a bigger house. We have to have a bigger house, right? Families grow just natural, but they've been unable to buy. So you have pent up buyer demand, move up buyers. Donnie just walked out of here. Donnie wants to buy it. The house down the road is bigger, blah, 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 blah. Bigger, better house. Sure would be nice to have that house. Bobby's, Donnie's a want to guy. There are want to buyers. I need, you know, but there are also need to, and the need to buyers to move up haven't been unable to do it. Not now. I just showed you the chart, right? You see all those things that were active? See them on the market for 30, 40, 60, 90 days? Any of you sat with a seller that's been on the market for 30, 60, 90 days? They're panicking. I mean, they're full out panic. So if you walk in as a buyer and you show them, this is what the house is really worth, this is what the market conditions are, this is what I'm willing to pay for that house. Are we going to pay higher interest rates? Yeah, sure. We'll get a just rate mortgage and live with it. But I'm going to do some math here in a minute. If a person is going to move up, now's the time to do it. I'm just telling you, now's the time to do it. I know everybody's like, well, you can't move up. I don't want to leave a two and a half to a seven and a half. But you can buy the bigger house. You're at two and a half and a house is too small. You're unhappy. You come home every night. You wish you had a bigger house. You need a bigger house. Couldn't do it before, but you can do it now. You can do it now. So let's say an average interest rate is, you know, four and a half percent. Everybody would do it. Okay, the difference between four and a half and seven and a half. Let's say you pay another $3,000 a month on your mortgage payment. Let's say you're, you're paying $3,000 a month. That's thir- let's call it $30,000 a year. It's tax deductible. So you're only only paying $20,000 a year. But you're getting $150,000 off where that price would have been if there was a bidding war going on in that price. So I'm paying $20,000, but I'm saving $150,000 right? That's seven and a half years of payments. So if interest rates come down between now and seven and a half years, I win. I win. And I'm living in a bigger house. I'm living in a nicer house. I'm living in a house I want. So this, our, our job is to point out the opportunities for people when the time comes. And right this second, if I've got a 10% success rate, That means there is a 90% what? Failure rate. They failed. Take advantage of the failures. 
we're going to take advantage of the failures. So our buyers, we're, we're telling them, I know, but here's the math, okay? Yes, you're going to pay another $30,000 a year in mortgage payments. It's tax deductible. Write it off. Now, again, I want to do a side note here and just say we haven't had to do this in a while, but if I pay $30,000 extra in interest, I can get a tax write-off and I can take that extra money home every month using a W-4 form. Whole different conversation. So if I have to pay, uh, Uncle Sam is going to give me uh, cash back because it's a tax write-off. I can take that every month to offset my mortgage payment. So that I think is more prevalent now that payments are higher. You have to figure out how you can afford it. But I think if most people know that Uncle Sam is going to give you back $2,000 a month to subsidize that mortgage payment, the sting comes out. But the bottom line is this. If I pay $30,000 a year and I write it off, I'm really paying $20,000 a year, I'm getting a house for $150,000 less, sometimes two, sometimes $200,000 less. That's 10 years. So, and the good part is you're in the house you need. When you drive home at night, you're happy. You were able to get a great deal on the price of the house that you're going to buy. That 10% success rate, do you think that shows up when we present a contract? Oh, yeah. We're going to give a contract. We're going to say, look, there's 10 available houses for us to buy. Only one one under contract. Only 10% are under contract. Show that to your seller. The realtor is trying to get their seller to accept the contract, right? I'm just going to help them. I'm going to say, show them that. Show them that number. The success rate is 10% in your area. Let's see how they like that one. Now, so who has the leverage? Who has the leverage when there's 10 houses and one buyer? The buyer, right? It's the exact opposite of what I try and do. I'm trying to get multiple contracts. I'm trying to get 10 people or seven people or five people or three people to bid on a house. So you got three buyers and one seller. Who's got the leverage? The seller, right? So I'm trying to make sure when I list a house, I maintain a leverage position for my seller, right? Because I got multiple buyers. Well, it's flipped right now for the most of, of us, right? For most of you, you go out with a buyer, there's 10 homes to pick from. And by the way, if it has an AC, that's the first house I would go look at because that contingency is going to kick out and the sellers are going to freak out. They're going to literally freak out. What do you mean the home inspection came back? Oh, my God. So not only do we have leverage, but we have panicked sellers. Yeah, I know. You're going to pay 30000 Look, everybody's income's going up. Everybody's making more money. It is what it is. Take, pay your money. Take your tax write-off. And, and know that you, you've got 10 years. Just think, wouldn't you pay more if we were at 2.5%? Prices were going like this. Wouldn't you still be paying higher? Price are going down. Buy it. Is a word that's very important to any investor um, that you talk to, and it's called contrarian. Be a contrarian. If everybody's going left, you go right. That's where the deals are. If everybody's going right, you go left. That's where the deals are. All the sell, all the buyers are sitting on the sidelines right now, going, "I don't want to move up," which is good for you guys because if I've got a buyer, then I don't have a lot of competition. So how can we? On the flip side, I'm in the seller's market, and how is that an opportunity for me and my sellers? Um, well, it's a great opportunity. 
everybody else is in panic mode. As long as we read the market, the buyers are out there. As long as we read the market and come off at the right price and the right terms and the right condition with the right marketing and the right predictive analysis, I know, I know I'm going to get 20 people to walk in and buy that house. It happens every week. Now, we put one on for 1.3. Pretty sure I can get 1.35. We got a bunch of contracts and everybody was bidding up to 1.325. Okay. So the market might not give us what we were getting, but it's going to sell. It's going to sell under contract. It's going to go pending. It's not going to have a contingency. We don't have to leave that. Uh, we don't have to live through the hell that is home inspections, uh, home sale contingencies. I mean, let's look at this. Let's say somebody walks into your house and says, "This, I need to make this contingent on me selling my house." At a ten percent success rate in the market. What are you selling it for? Yeah, that's 50000 over what it's worth. So they're going to tie up your house, put it at AC, right, for 30 days, and, and you're just going to keep clicking. On a seller that what? Needs to sell their house. As long as we do it right. As long as we do it right. As long as we prepare the home, price the home, Predictive analysis on the home. Make sure we get it out to our, our market. I'm sorry, I got a bad throat. Get out to a bad throat. Can I grab just, can I, hey, can I grab a couple of these bad boys? Thanks. <clears throat> so, where was I before my throat caved in? What did I say? No. So when we're listing, is this an opportunity for me as a listing agent? You bet your ass it is. Why? Prices are going down. We're at a peak. If you think things are bad now, what's going to happen as we live in a 10% success environment? What's going to happen to pricing? So let's say you're trying to get out of here with as much money as you possibly can. Is this an opportunity to sell? You bet your ass it is. In fact, I'm telling sellers right now, yeah, you're at a peak. You are selling at a peak. You need to get out before prices could go down 10%, 15%. They could. Now, let's, isn't that contrarian? I mean, the buyer, why would we buy a house if prices could go down? You're going to live in it for 10, 20 years. What do you care? It's going to go down. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to go up. Uh, a home is, you know, they say it's an investment. No, it's not. It's a place for you to live. Long term, your mortgage payments are going down. You're living in the house. The value is going up. Sometimes a lot. Sometimes a little. Sometimes it's going down. It doesn't matter. It's your family. You're trying to, you're trying, thank you. You're trying to provide a home for your family. What do you care if it goes down 8% or 9% and then it takes five years to come back? What do you care? You don't care. But for somebody that's going to take as much money as they can and go to South Carolina and go to South Carolina, it's important for them to go out on top. So where's the opportunity? Sell. If you're going to sell and downsize, Sell. Again, that's a market that's just sitting there waiting to, to move. But, you know, at 10%, you're going to sell in this market? Sure. As long as you have a great realtor that's at 90%, what do you care? What do you care? So, so the opportunities I think we have outright the second, buyers should be moving up. You need to call and contact everybody. Call and contact everybody. You know, 
who's thinking about it and say, look, let's do the math. We, we would have to pay $150,000 more for that house. You know, we bid on these houses. They were bidding them up $100,000, $150,000. Right now, we can come in and get that price down at a low level. This is the best rate we can get, blah, blah, blah. We're going to pay another two or $3,000 a month. Do the math for them. It just makes sense to buy a house when there's not the buyers out there. Move up now. And then do your job on the sale and say, and, and so let's say that, that housing prices are down a little bit, right? So we're going to, the big one, we're going to get that's in trouble and desperate and leverage and blah, blah. So we're going to get that one down. But the house that you have, the smaller house that you're selling, we don't have to take a discount if we do it right. If we're not panicking, if we are in control, if we do have multiple contracts. So that's why if you're a great listing agent, then do the things, follow the 96, follow the 96 rules. It works for us, right? And if you have, if you're an inexperienced agent and you're like, you know, I don't know, then refer it out. The numbers work on that too. If you go and you, and you try and uh, get four listings and you get one listing and then half the time they sell and half the time they don't sell, It'd be easy to refer all four of them out and get 25% on each deal. And then you don't have to do the work and then you have to do the energy. If you do not think that you can close it, get it in the hands of somebody that can. I bet Larry Bean can close it. I'll bet uh, Ian can close it. If it's in our wheelhouse, I bet we can close it. So Samson has top agents. We were, we were lucky enough that... so. Wall Street Journal and uh, Real Trends has us number one team in the uh, medium team in the state of Virginia. So all of a sudden I started thinking I got a friend that can't sell a house in Florida. So they're really cool about getting this network of top, top agents. That's what they're, they're called, network one. Top agent. Call them up, number one team in thing. You're the number one team in Naples. Can you help me? Absolutely. 25%. My friend's got the number one team in Florida selling his house. The person that was selling his house was a buyer agent that never listed a house. That's why it was screwed up. So now in comes the number one team. So just find the number one teams, not, not large teams, but medium teams. Those are the teams that have, you know, less than 10 agents. They all must be top producers. If they're doing $150 million a year, then each one of those agents is a $30 million agent. And they're small enough that the principal is involved in every transaction. So that's what you want to do. You want to think about it. In this market, you're going to have people that are in other parts of the country can't sell their house. Aunts, uncles, friends, uh, people that were in your sorority or fraternity, um, business associates you used to know, people around the country. There are people out there that need help. Network one, medium team in that market area, talk to them and, and get them lined up with that group. Now, I'm telling you, it worked like a charm. That thing sold so fast that my head was spinning. Thank you for watching Coffee with Casey. If you're looking for me, I'm at 703-508-2535, or you can email me at Casey at CaseySampson.com. Thanks for tuning in.